I'm Robin Shannon, and this is a special monthly series called We the People, where we delve into the intricate issues surrounding racial and ethnic minorities, including the injustices, challenges, and progresses being made in communities of color. Today, I'm talking with Fordham alumni and musical artist Dane Carter. His new song, What Do You See, is blowing up. The hip-hop tune spotlights his personal experience as a Black man in America and dealing with the aftermath of protest following the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Uh, first off, Dane, I want to congratulate you on getting your music on the NBA 2K20 video game. That must be exciting for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. It was yeah. uh, my favorite game growing up as a kid. So it was like a, a full circle moment, kind of. And which song is being used? So it's two songs. So it's one song is called GNSL, which is acronym for Grind Now, Shine Later. And the second one is Pull Up. So both of them from a project I released in 2018. Um, so both of those are on the game. And is that bringing any kind of new exposure to your music? 100%. Uh, I would say maybe every other day, there's like a, you know, like a random DM from someone who lives, you know, whether they're across the country or across the world. It's like, yo, I heard your song in 2K, love it. So it's it definitely, the songs were two years old. So then having them in the game kind of recirculated like the, the audience and following for them. I was talking to a friend of mine about um, you being on the video game. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I'm you know I'm uh, interviewing this guy tomorrow, um, and he's on this NBA video game. He's like, "That's what's up." So many people play it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So Dane, what was the driving force? I want to talk about your other song. What was yep. the driving force uh, behind writing the song? What do you see? Yeah. So it was just um, you know in light of everything that was going on, I feel like a lot of a lot of people, I mean, especially myself, just found, you know, found ourselves feeling like so many different types of emotions from, you know, confusion, anger, and then even like upset in like myself, um, just because like, you know, I felt numb, um, as if like, oh, you know, here we are again, um, you know, not really sure what to do, but it, I noticed it was getting more, um, people seemed to care, um, or, or at least more like social um, about what was going on this time. So I was like, I want to do something um you know obviously don't have crazy financial resources or anything but i was like let me use like my platform to you know at least talk about how i'm feeling rather than go on twitter facebook and just argue with people yeah. so. so can you kind of take me through the process because you collaborated on uh what do you see with a yep. friend of yours so can you kind of take me through the process of of this collaboration on this song yeah, so it's one of my one of my good friends um, who grew up in my hometown with me as well. So we had a lot of the, the similar experiences. Um, so I know he would he would relate to this as well. But um, he's also a musician, but he's currently a dental student at Rutgers University. And me and him, you know, we've we've used to make music a lot, but he he's still in school, so obviously his schedule is a little crazy. And then you know, I was working on this song by myself. And I got a text message from him. He's like, hey, like, I just feel like, you know, you are probably doing something, um, writing something, um, would love to collaborate on it. So it was just like, oh, this is, this works perfectly. Um, so I kind of sent him the first verse through a phone voice uh, memo. And then he sent his over and then we just recorded it together, like uh, a few days later. Dane, did you know it was going to be a song or was it sort of like you just getting your feelings down and it turned into a song? It was a bit of both. I know I wanted it to be a song, but I, I didn't want to get stuck of, because I, I wanted the message to be the focal point. So I didn't want to get stuck on like, oh, like what instrumental do we write this over? Or, you know, what beat? So we kind of, at least my process was like, I just, I wrote a few things that I wanted to like talk about. Um, 
that I know I wanted to be in the song. And then after like listening to a few different beats, found a producer who, you know, had the vibe that we were going for. And then we recorded it over, over that instrumental. Can you share what your message was or is? Yeah. Um, in, in terms of the song or in general? Uh, both. Yeah. So I think for, for the song, it was um, vocalizing my point of view, um, you know, black man in America. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood most of my life. So I think I found a lot of frustration just on social media from people that, you know, I, I felt close to and, you know, the contrast of opinions that people were posting, you know, like, oh, Black Lives Matter is, you know, a racist movement or it's, uh, I don't understand why people need to say Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. So me just kind of, I know based on, you know, my personality, a lot of people would at least listen to what I say because they, they know me. So I feel like I had an opinion that I wanted a lot of people to hear, not necessarily to to change people's opinions, but more so to express, this is why I feel, this is how I feel and this is why I feel this way. So just, just you know, being vocal um, in a time where a lot of people were just, you know, just talking, uh, mis misquoting a lot of, a lot of information. Sort of as a way to enlighten people who, who might know you and they'd be more willing to listen. Exactly, yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, is the song gonna be part of an album or? I don't think so. I, I yeah. thought about that, but I was like, I just want it to be, you know, it's a single live by itself because um, I felt like the message was important. So I didn't want it to be part of any, you know, promotion or any, obviously it's music, you know, it's you, it's still what I do. So it's promoting it by by that means. But what I mean is like we have, so the all the, all the funds from the song. So anyone that purchases the song on iTunes, we're donating a hundred of the proceeds to uh, Color of Change, which is a, a nonprofit um, that supports, you know, um, Black Live initiatives. How did you get involved with that organization? So I was just I was just looking. I knew I wanted to do something. Um, like I didn't know if I could start a nonprofit or anything like that. But I was like, hey, you know, it's a dollar per song, so it's it's something that you know isn't a financial commitment for a lot of people. And I was just doing research. And Color of Change is you know I'm familiar with them and following them for a couple years. And I was like, oh, they they have a lot of things that you know I align with. Um, and I just felt like this was the cause that, you know, made the most sense at the time. And I was like, you know, proud to, to start something for them as well. Did you tell them that you were going to do this for them? Were they excited? Were they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had, uh, I'm sure they have a ton of people with, you know, larger platforms doing bigger things, but I, but I definitely reached out and they, they sent an email. They're like, oh, you know, thank you for the support. And they sent me all the info to kind of, uh, to, to do the donation. So what we're going to do is at the end of the year, we're going to collect everything and then make a contribution. And I think the reason we wanted it to be that way is because obviously right now it's, uh, or not even right now, a couple of months ago, it was a, a very big topic that everyone was talking about, but I don't want it to be just a trend where it's just like, you know, this happens for a month and then the momentum kind of dies down because now we have basketball and we have all these sports and everything else coming back. So Hopefully, I'll be able to maybe get someone, you know, another organization, maybe to match some of the funds. So it just gives us more time to kind of rally support around it. Speaking of dying down, do you think the movement is dying down? Um, the Black Lives movement is dying down, or is it just not as much in the news, in your opinion? Um, a bit of both, I think. I mean, there's definitely, and I don't want to misspeak, because I know there's people that are, you know, doing things every single day, um, you know, to help help towards the cause but I think the support um at least people being vocal about it and you know constantly talking about it every day I think that's kind of 
slowed down a bit, at least from, you know, my network of people that I, that I talk to or that I see just because there's, you know, there's, there's other things that are going on and, you know, people, people have very short attention spans. So I think, you know, people are less vocal more. So now my Twitter timeline's full of like basketball news. Um, and not that you can't do both, but I just, you know, it's, it's a little bit less. And you said you grew up, uh, you know, in a predominantly white neighborhood and uh, expressed yourself to some of your, you know, friends or neighbors um, when they made statements like all lives matter. What kind of conversations were those like? Were they only on social media or did you actually get a chance to have conversations with, you know, dialogue with someone about why they thought this? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. I had a lot of people kind of reach out through text, some people who wanted to talk. And I was like, you know, that wasn't necessarily my intention. I wasn't here to, you know, I'm not the advocate for all Black lives by any means, but I was, I just wanted to kind of give my opinion and people to understand, you know, why it is how I feel this way. So I think one thing that was important with the song, like, you know, there's, we, we definitely did some some research on like history to make sure we had you know, certain points that were accurate in terms of, you know, time frames and, you know, certain years. Um, and then on the, the other half too, we wanted to definitely tie in like personal experiences. So I think that's what a lot of people related to because they're like, oh, I didn't even, you know, know that like, this is this is how you felt or this is how you, you know, like I'll, I'll give you a, an example. Um, and one thing that always stuck with me at Fordham specifically, I was part of the Sealy, which is like the black, um, student group on, on campus. And I remember, you know, we'd have like an annual barbecue for the spring semester. And, um, you know, obviously inclusive, everyone come by, whoever's coming out of class, come by. And I just remember overhearing one girl, um, white girl coming out of uh, the business business program. And she was like, oh, I don't wanna go to this. I feel very uncomfortable. And that just triggered me. I'm like, like, imagine how we feel every single day. I'm like the only black kid in majority of my classes or in my dorm. Um, so long, long story short, but yeah, I think it, it definitely opened a lot of, a lot of good conversations. Um, so definitely, definitely talked to some people who were like, oh, I never thought of this until, you know, I listened to the song. I'm Robin Shannon on 90.7 WFUV, and this is a special monthly series called We the People, when we delve into the intricate issues surrounding racial and ethnic minorities, including the injustices, challenges, and progresses being made in communities of color. Today, I'm talking with Fordham alum and musical artist Dane Carter about his new song, What Do You See? The hip-hop tune spotlights his personal experience as a Black man in America and dealing with the aftermath of protests following the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. So did you have a, any particular audience in mind um, when you wrote What Do You See? Like, were you speaking to anybody in particular? Um, I think I was speaking, I was definitely speaking to everyone. There's definitely some audiences, I'd say, who I thought would, like, you know, get more out of the song, because I think there's definitely, you know, Myself and Franco, who, who's the other artist on the song, I think I found a lot of a lot of my friends, black friends who grew up in similar environments, being like, "Oh wow, like yeah, man, I'm glad you said that because I've been feeling like this as well." Um, but I think I think it was for everyone. I think it, I wouldn't just say it was for, you know, white people or um, people not of color, but I think it was just more so to get my point of view across and just to show everyone that like this is how I'm feeling. Um, and, and giving them, you know, not just saying, 
hey, this is how I feel, but giving like the reasons and the history for why I feel how I feel. Because um, even, you know, there's a, there's a part in the song where we talk about history. And I remember, you know, a lot of, a lot of my white friends can pinpoint exactly where they're from, um, from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But I think, um, you know, for me, there was, there was a lyric, it was, it was along the lines of like, you know, ancestors can't find them. They're somewhere buried in South Carolina. And I think for me, it's just like, yeah, you know, we don't even necessarily have, you know, you could do my DNA and my ancestry, but there's no, we don't even necessarily have those type of roots. So just, you know, showing things that, you know, that people find as common, like, oh, of course, I know, you know, 500 years ago, my uncle or my great, 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 whatever was a king of this empire. It's like, you know, obviously we date back to Africa, but there's no direct trace of that. So I think that was another, another point we wanted to get across to. Yeah, and like Africa is a continent. A lot of people think it's a state, but it's exactly. a continent. So it's, it's like, huge. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> ginormous, you know? Yeah. Um, so what was the hardest thing about getting this song out there? Um, nothing really too hard about it. I think it took a lot of time. Like, I think I, I generally write my music a lot quicker. But I think for this song, I'm like, okay, there's, you know, there's 32 bars of writing, which is like a minute and a half, two minutes per, per person. So it's like, I want to make sure that every line says something. Like, I don't want to just have something that rhymes or, you know, that's like, that's just there just as like filler words. So I wanted to make sure everything fit and everything like had um, a message to it. So I think for me, the hardest part was probably just, you know, just rewriting and being like, okay, like, how can I get this um, across the most effective in, in two lines or four lines? And then I think internally, it's like, you know, I'm going to have and not that this was like, I didn't necessarily care for this aspect either because I wanted to get my point across, but like there's gonna be people who don't necessarily agree with this song. So I think, you know, people who might've been following me for a while and just like, you know, the more upbeat kind of music, um, it's like, you know, slight fear of like, oh, they might not, they might not like, like this, or I might lose followers for this song. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is what I wanted to do and get across. Is this a departure, a, a large departure from the music you usually put out? No, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, it's, I mean, I definitely have themes. I think this is the most direct song that I've had, but I mean, like people that know me, like these are, you know, conversations that I have all the time, but in terms of me, you know, maybe publicly, um, you know, having such a direct stance, I think this was, you know, I, I've written, even at Fordham, I've written papers and stuff. I've taken um, classes with Nason and Chapman, Affirmative Action, um, Black History. So I think it's, you know, if you know me, it's always been there, but this was the first first song in, in a little bit um, that, I, uh, that I took a stance. And you actually made me think of, because in Nason's class, um, Nason. this was during, yep, during um, Mike Brown. He actually let me, which was one of like, my favorite projects, he let me um, substitute a 20-page paper for a 10-page paper if I could do a song with it. So mm -hmm. I had a, a song as well. So it's, it's definitely not the first step, but I think, you know, I have a bigger platform now. So I think for some people, especially people who've just heard, heard of me from 2K. It's like, they're just like, oh, you know, basketball and just upbeat music. I think for some people it's like, okay, he has a message um, behind him. The fun thing about Mark Dason, I've interviewed him before, is that he's this very friendly, you know, older Jewish guy who yep. has his, his rap name, which is the notorious PhD, yep. you know? Yep. <laughs> so I'm sure he kind of enjoyed the idea of, of hearing somebody else rap as opposed to having to read a paper. I'm pretty exactly. sure he enjoyed that. And my, um, my father actually graduated in 76, was Nason's first or second year 
he had him as a student. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Dane, would you consider what do you see? Would you consider it a protest song? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes and no. Um. I think it. I think it is. It's more so a, you know, affirmation song, kind of stating what um, how people feel. But I don't know if it's necessarily a protest song. But I think it's a song of current times. Um. You know, and hopefully it inspires maybe people to have conversations or to take action. Um. So that's how that's how I kind of look at it. Just a song that's very reflective of you know, the current times, like, I think this is one of my proudest songs where it's like, you know, 10 years or 15 from years, years later, if I have kids, it's like, this is a song I could play and, you know, it's still relevant. Or And then also marking, and also marking like a specific time in exactly. history where something big was going on. Speaking of that, um, Brianna Taylor, um, uh, these current deaths, um, at, at the hands of, of police officers, they're, they're not new. Mm -hmm. So why do you think now is when people are getting extremely upset and protesting about it? I mean, this has been going on for, for years. Yeah. But why do you think Rodney now King, is when before. people, yeah. So why do you think now is when people are, are really like coming out and, and, and speaking out and angry and protesting? Why do you think it's happening now as opposed to like even last year? Yeah, great question. I think it's just because social media is heightened. Um, you know, it's the the gift and the curse of like, you know, the body cams. It's like before people, you know, you'd hear these horror stories, but like you couldn't visualize them. But the fact that like you can go on YouTube or Twitter and you can see someone kneeling on a man's neck for nine minutes, like, you know, that has to make you as a human, like that has to invoke some type of like emotion. So I think people, you know, people having access to, to, to like see all the horrors like in, you know, direct and up close, I think that's what causes people to really speak out against them. And it's tough because to your point, it's like, you know, the week prior, the week after, you know, there's been similar incidences, but you know, there's, there's certain ones that really catch um, or that people really, people really see and kind of become a, you know, a, a topic or a, a theme of like kind of what's going on. And, and then people, uh, People seem to post about it all the time. So speaking of, of racism and speaking of uh, systemic racism, can you share like maybe a first experience or a experience that you've had um, where you've had to deal with racism and how did you get through it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and it's it's like, I've, I've had a lot of minor prejudices that, I, that I've noticed that like kind of like microcosms of racism. But I remember the first thing that I saw was when I was in kindergarten, I went to, went to a Catholic school and it's me and maybe two other black kids in a class of 30. And our assignment is color Jesus, right? And you know, everyone's coloring Jesus and then you know, the teacher's hanging them up on the wall. And like, it's you know, me and the other two kids, our Jesus is dark, our Jesus has melanin. So it's, we look in the wall and you know, one of the kids is like, oh, Jesus isn't black like why would you do that and I went home to my mom and I was like oh they said Jesus isn't black and then you know my mom's like oh well, they don't know what they're talking about of course he was you know right right and what's, what's funny is if you actually like do the history it's like of where he's from like he definitely had some color so right <laughs> right <laughs> so you know just just minor things like that and then obviously as you get a little older they're a bit more direct of you know and I, I think I was 
prone to it more because I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. So to some people, the only black people they interact with are me and, you know, their perception is from the media. So I just remember, you know, small things like you, you put money in a snack machine, the snack gets stuck. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Remember a white kid, oh, you're not going to kick the machine? I thought you were black. You know, just like things like that, that, yeah. you know, at the time. Like, what's that, that, that got to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, oh, you, you talk so, uh, you're, you're very articulate for a, a black person. And I'm like, man. <laughs> so I think just yeah. a lot of, yes, a lot of things. And I've had friends who've had, you know, much more direct um, instances or more, more severe um, experiences with racism. But I think these are all, you know, microcosms of like a, a larger issue. So I've definitely, I've definitely experienced those. Dane, most Black parents have, you know, the talk with their kids, not about the birds and the bees, but about how to navigate racial situations like, you know, being stopped by the police or what do you do if you're followed in a store or even being called the N-word. Did your parents uh, have the being Black in America talk with you at, at any point? Yep. Or what did they say? Um, I mean, it's just, it's just funny because you, you think, um, I mean, one thing I could think of, um, you know, my dad, and I had a really nice car and we were driving back home from our town and we see a cop pulled over and my dad's like, I bet you this cop's going to come, come get us. And, you know, it wasn't doing anything. We're going to speed limit. We go over, whoop, whoop. The cop comes like, Oh, where are you from? Blah, 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 all this, all this extra stuff. And, you know, he immediately calls his wife, my mom puts her on speaker. He's like, before anything happens, I'm putting you on speaker. Um, you know, being very direct on, you know, I'm reaching my, my left hand up, I'm going into my pocket to get, you know, so after that experience, it's like, he told me, it's like, you know, any, anytime anything happens, call me immediately, you know, don't make any sudden movements. You know, we've had conversations of, of perception, um, you know, in terms of being a black man, hanging out, walking, walking around the street, even if it's my neighborhood, it's like, yeah, you know, people who know you, know you, love you, but at the end of the day, people have these like false narratives that, you know, oh, there's a, there's a there's a black person walking around. You know, it could be suspicious. You know, Trayvon Martin. So it's these things happen. So yeah, we definitely have those conversations. Yeah. Speaking of background, did you ever have someone say, oh, you know, well, rappers they're supposed to be hard and come from these <laughs> the mean streets. You've got to be. You know, have have you ever experienced any of that? And if so, how do you respond when they're like, you got to be harder. You got to have done some time in jail before you can rap. Like, how do you handle 100%, 100%. those conversations? All the time. I mean, I don't even. You know, I don't. I don't even curse in like in my music. So it's like, oh, like, oh, Will Smith. And I'm like, well, well, I love Will Smith. Will Smith is great, but um. Yeah, I think it's like, obviously, I know where hip hop came from. And it's, you know, it's those stories in those environments. But I think there's a lot of different stories, um, you know, that people can relate to that, that aren't necessarily just stories um, limited to, to poverty or the environments you grow up like, you know, like, what do you see being black in America? Um, you know, my personal story of, you know, I'm someone who, who loves making music. And I think it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people who could relate to it. It's, it's definitely... I think at first it's, it's probably harder to convince people, but I think the content that I, that I talk about is, you know, it's real life and people, people understand it. And I'm not trying to, to be something I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving off an image that, you know, Oh, I grew up in, you know, this environment and, you know, all the, all the things that a lot of people, you know, associate rap with. But then again, there's people like, you know, Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino, um, even J Cole to, to certain extents, he graduated from St. John's, you know, with honors so I think it's you know it's just the storytelling um and just being like authentic to yourself and then people start to 
to like believe believe in what you're doing and um you know and see it so yeah i kind of think that 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 idea that there's only one type of black person and only one type of rap or only one type of background you could have had all that's kind of out the window now you know you have so many people with so many diverse backgrounds um so many people with diverse histories and they have their stories to tell um from their point of view and i think it's kind of sad when people say you know you should only be this type of person to create this kind of art you know exactly there's there's so many different types of black people it's like it's not just one narrative that you know you always see uh in like film where it's like you know is this black person either has is you know been to jail or has a, a very you know very tough environment where it's like you know those stories do exist but there's also like we're multifaceted people so i think there's a lot of a lot of different stories it's like you either have to be the smart guy or you have to be the hood which one are you it's like exactly. i'm like so that, you, I, you don't have to choose it's like i am who i am yeah africa's a continent it's not a state 100 <laughs> okay good talking to you and i'll be in touch dane Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You've been listening to We the People, a special monthly Fordham Conversations that delves into the intricate issues surrounding racial and ethnic minorities, including the injustices, challenges, and progresses being made in communities of color. I'd like to thank my guest, Fordham alum and musical artist, Dane Carter. His song, What Do You See?, is currently available on iTunes. We've spent time talking about it. Now you get to hear it. Here's What Do You See on 90.7 WFUV. Yeah. A lot going on right now. Let me talk to it. Yeah. Feel like we stuck in the ocean. Nobody taught us to float. We tried to make it to land. Nobody showed us the coast. Slowly we started to drown. So then they pulled up in a boat and said that I see that you suffering, but never thought to go throw us the rope. The system is broke, losing my hope, tired of living in fear, feeling irate, so agitated because we've been like patient for 300 years. But you do not buy it, you just deny it. You want to talk about looters and rats. You want to speak out on all of the violence, except when we dying, you choose to be silent. Look at my lineage. I'm a descendant of slaves somewhere in South Carolina, but I cannot find them because they don't have graves. Call it American pride. Land of the free, home of the brave Where we celebrate holidays for leaders who killed us and put us in chains Look, I do not come to awake to debate what you've been through Talking about I see you suffering now, but my people did too That's how I feel every time that you protest my rage I'm not out here to want up you or shun you, I just want to be treated the same That's all I'm saying, ain't it a shame? I'm feeling this way, we numb to the pain They killing us every day, another hashtag, different name Everyone checking in now, but next week they going ghost just know that your solidarity is not defined by the things you repost Or the things that you don't, different ways that we cope I know it's relative, instead of just making a tweet Why don't you talk to your friends and your relatives And call out their ignorant views Instead of just laughing and acting amused For what they feel comfortable saying to you But wouldn't speak up if I was in the room I do not hate the police I hate the way they policing People they don't understand The neighborhoods they don't even want to be in We get accused of possession We might spend life in the prison they kill us when we unarmed, most of the time they don't get a conviction Remember when Cap took a knee? Y'all told him get on his feet Then we start marching around and y'all tried to tell us to get out the street Saying don't destroy none of the property when most of y'all paying the lease If you say that we all the same, then how come you don't seem as angry as me? What do you see? What do you see?
Look into a black man's eyes and tell him lies Think about your past, don't cry, you've been advised Stolen adolescence, coerced into aggression Unspeakable oppression, then forced into depression Say that we stuck in our ways, we living on minimum wage Falling descendants of slaves, we spending our feelings on pen and a paper. Wish I could slip on a cape and save all my is dying in vain. Too many women are crying with kids in their arms and they burden the pain. Blame my existence, blame it on rapping, blame it on instance. See that I'm black, you already know my intentions. You already know that I'm mentioned. Whenever violence is coupled with tension, whether it's minor or on the offensive, know that your silence is louder than, louder than, louder than racist that's talking at. I've been on facts and I'm talking legit. I get on tracks and I'm back on my black, on my black, on my black, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black. Get a berry, the sweeter the juice. Coming for heads and talking no truth. You get offended if you knew the truth. Always on edge when I'm in the booth. Listen. You would have thought being young, black, and educated was enough to be seen as equal. On a daily witness, pure evil. Choked up, man, I can't speak. Getting choked out on a dip street, man, I can't breathe. Think I'm dying, man, I can't sleep. And you wonder why we on a dip knees. We've been praying for it for a long time. Progress been minuscule. Drowning sorrows in a swimming pool. Know tomorrow's promise, play it cool. Back when mama told me stay in school and manifesting everything I do. Yeah. What it feel like, real life, real Woke up thinking about Trayvon Not a whole protest and across state lines When you see all races holding up signs It's gonna take patience and enough time To get to places that we gonna find Yeah, but we gonna be alright Got my third degree on sight Never have I been complacent If I had a face-to-face with God I would only ask for basics Need freedom, no emancipation Proclamations, conversations Tired of waiting, I don't need to hear excuses I'ma break the chain, the noose is loosen I done felt the pain with no solution Black lives matter